0: Welcome to the Experience Port, where we focus on emerging technologies, trends, and their impacts on the Nigerian and African business landscape. My name is Silva Ifedibo, Senior Manager and Head of Clients and Markets Development here at PwC Nigeria. As we stand at the crossroad of emerging technologies, shifting work patterns, and evolving social dynamics, we are witnessing a transformation in the way we perceive and interact with our work environments. The future of work is rapidly changing and architects play a crucial role in crafting spaces that cater to these new realities. The swift widespread transformation to remote working brought about by COVID-19 in an international discussion regarding the function of the workspace. Business executives now have a once-in-a-century, if you like, chance to fundamentally redesign the workspace and boost productivity as a result of the emergence of new methods and locations to work. Equally, the great resignation. And The whole new idea around hybrid working has produced a lasting influence on how the workplace of the future would look, feel and operate, especially in a post-COVID world. In order to attract and retain the best talents in today's world, especially with the competition and race for skills, businesses and decision makers Urgently gently need to design spaces that are flexible, employee-centric and prepared to support them in this new world of work. Architecture and design will become more and more crucial as the workplace of the future takes on a new shape in response to the continuous transformation of the working environment. By understanding and foreseeing trends and emerging technologies, architects and designers can create very creative workspaces that answer those questions and tick all the necessary boxes this changing needs of the business and individuals in the workplace presents. Great innovative architectural examples of workspaces are the Build Center in Seattle Known as the greenest commercial building in the world, shows architects are very innovative. That building incorporates renewable energy sources, energy-efficient technologies and green building materials to create a workspace that minimizes environmental impact. Another great example is the headquarters of Microsoft in Redmond, Washington has enabled a flexible activity-based workspace design that allows employees to choose the environment that best suits their needs, promoting productivity, collaboration um, and increasing, of course, um, a good feel at the workspace. These are a few examples of workspaces and how these workspaces are evolving. Back home here in Nigeria, We also have great examples of workspaces that combine both innovation and this thinking of the future. A great example is Space Finish, which has evolved and redefined workspaces from the traditional offices that we all know. Space Finish has brought in innovative thinking that goes beyond just the aesthetics of workspaces to designing and building workplaces that aligns with the organizational purpose, mission, and strategy in a bid to boost performance of their staff. Sitting at the helm of affairs is Remy Dada, the CEO of Space Finish, a design-build Nigerian company specializing in office interior architecture geared towards building innovative and collaborative workspaces that redefine the way workspaces and offices look and feel, thus bridging the gap between on-site, off-site, and hybrid workspaces. In essence, designing and building places that define the future of work. It is now my pleasure to welcome Remy Dada to Experience Sport. I mean, I'm welcoming you back to one of your spaces. How does it feel to be back here? It's actually
1: a pretty good design. Just walking around, uh, I was sent back down memory lane and just felt like me experiencing a game for the first time.
0: Great, great. Yeah. We are very pleased to have you here again. And I'm glad to be here. Great. So, let's start with some background, really. Why architecture? Why this area of architecture? What really inspired you to start Space Finish?
1: Well, so... From a very early age, I've always been very interested in creating something out of nothing, but I'm also creating things that I felt influenced how people experience the world, right? Mm-hmm. So naturally, I started architecture and I practiced in the States for a couple of years. But an interesting part of the story is I actually quit architecture. Mm-hmm. I left architecture uh, oh, wow. in 2008, mainly because I just felt like there was just a lot of design talk without the business solutions to it and i just felt like as a result it wasn't a career path that i felt was going to empower me to drive impact so i left and i quit and i was done with it for good forever so what brought you back and then i went to business school to get my mba ended up working for google
0: yeah
1: worked for google for about six years and within my capacity working at google i got to experience what a truly amazing workspace design is as I got to travel across different Google offices across the world. And I had the opportunity to redesign the Google office in Nigeria because at that point in time, the office was not reflective of what you expect of Google office globally. So okay. got into doing that and that led us down this right. journey.
0: Great. So from studying architecture, quitting at some point, coming back to it, to the present day, what has changed in the way designs uh amid right
1: so you know
0: architecture
1: has been around for oh, thousands like of forever. years <laughs> yeah. all the way back to the colosseum or the great pyramids and the core essence of it hasn't changed it's about shelter for humans for humans yes it's about protection mm-hmm. it's about a space where people can be productive right that that hasn't changed uh so the core Never changes, but what has happened is everything has changed in our own world, and how we react to it. How we react, okay? Right. So, in the sense of, if you zone into workspaces, right, we know that pre-pandemic the way people function in offices was very, very different. Uh, so if you go back to pre-pandemic, the way people function in offices was very, very different, and now, as you know, yeah, the whole world has changed. So as a result a good design frame has to adjust to those
0: to changes, that. right? Interesting, yeah. Well, we're going to actually, is that something I would love to discuss with you, uh, how a design of spaces has changed, you know, following the pandemic. You know, we, we now think of our lives pre- and post-pandemic. But before we get there, I just wanted to know, since starting Space Finish, what has the journey been like so far?
1: Hmm.
0: I remember you celebrated your fifth anniversary last year. Yeah. So congratulations. and. um Five years old. Yes.
1: <laughs> um Space Finish has been a it's been a very fulfilling and interesting journey because for one, we get to work with clients like a PWC. We get to impact how the many talented people that work in the organization achieve their goals. And by proxy, how PWC impacts its customers. You know, so we see in the work that we're doing being amplified through our customers. Okay. And we've gone on a, a very interesting journey with the different clients that we've worked with. We've also gotten to do things like the airports. We've done two international airports. Yeah. And the way we always measure our success is by the impact. So to date, and we are counting millions of people have gone through the airports. that have experienced that the work experience that we've done, that we've had a positive impact on. And then many corporates from the tech startups to the large scale companies, uh, in the tech space, like the Googles and the Facebooks and the Twitters, getting to work with these kind of clients and understanding the impact they are doing for their customers allows us to feel a very strong sense of fulfillment.
0: I must say yes. I, I, I fly through the International Airport and I've experienced one of those spaces, just as I'm experiencing the, the PwC Experience Center as well. Right? So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll put that in summary to say, you, you don't just create spaces, you enable businesses right, to, mm. to help them achieve their game. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in coming up with your creative process, your your design concepts and all, what what is the process like? Do you just maybe you sleep and you wake up and yes, you got it? Or is there some kind of serious uh, brainstorming and ideation process with your team that goes into it? What's the is it an iterative process? How involved is the client and all of that?
1: In coming up with this amazing podcast, how did you put it together? Thank <laughs> okay, you. I'll, I'll, I'll throw back to you. Right back to you. Yeah. right?
0: Oh God, I have a fantastic team. I work. worked
1: working. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your, so, and your team, you guys work together, and you, of course work together. Same situation. Great. I have a fantastic team of people, right? Architects, engineers, developers, different folks, and together we create. Great. Right. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same process that you guys go through.
0: True. Gotcha. Great. So. So, cool. So now, I mean, we talked about COVID earlier, and um, I, I want to go, you know, into it now. How has um, designs changed, given the change in in the, in, in how workspaces uh, operate, right? And and human behavior in the workspace. So, how has that impacted the design of workspaces?
1: So, we all know COVID was a very very challenging and bad thing that's happened, right? And through that, the world has evolved and changed. Now, the interesting thing that I always think of is you know, prior to COVID, let's say that architecture as a whole globally was way ahead of Mm -hmm. places within within Africa. I mean, the ethos of design in Africa has always been one, but I'll say over time was probably lost, said to mimic what we saw in the Western world. Sure. But it's safe to say that those they were more there were more advanced right especially workspaces see what the pandemic did was it reset it <laughs> yeah. everyone was back to to ground zero it Came back to, yeah. right and because we're all back to ground zero you know the other thing that's quite in, in, interesting nobody knows what the heck they're doing oh wow all the big companies <laughs> the small companies no one knows what they're doing
0: Okay, so the, the the pandemic revealed that or made forced
1: that? The pandemic threw in a very unique problem that no one has ever experienced before, and everybody was forced to try. And the keyword is try to solve it. And it was a problem that was a moving target. Perfect. So it was it was. There's a point where it was fully remote because of that health concerns, and there were times where people needed to come back to the office. How do we get them to come back? And there was people saying, I don't want to come back. And there were people saying, I hate being at home. I'm 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 depressed. And people were saying, we need to go back to the office because we're losing productivity. So the target has always been moving, right? But the interesting aspect of how Space Finish has approached this is, we've approached it like a social experiment. It's a social experiment, experiment because you have to try out things and learn what is working and what's not working because no one has fully solved the problem and all the content that's created in the western world guess what doesn't always apply to us here in africa right yes fully remote doesn't work here because when you get home guess what <laughs> there's Nepal. there's nepa there's no Wi-Fi you can deal with that the, the
0: infrastructure yeah. issues,
1: yes. And come to the office every day, you know the challenges with that is now full scarcity. Yes. <laughs> you know, so we have a very, very unique problem. Okay. So we have to be very original with how we solve it, and we've taken it a more social approach, right?
0: And 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 then just speaking to that, how 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 much influence or how much uh, of the local situation. Do you now bring into your designs? I remember when we were, we were working on the experience centre, PwC experience centre, we were particular about having an Afrocentric touch to it. Does that influence the designs you do for clients within this environment?
1: You know, so one thing I always tell our clients is, I can remember when I first our first project that we did was the Google office. Then our next client was Andela, Yeah. the uh, the tech startup at that time. And Andela was asking us for, we want an office like the Google office. (laughs) And (laughs) they kept telling them that we can't can't give you (laughs) an office like the Google office. But you know what we can do? We can give you an office like the Andela office, right?
0: Which will be yours, eh?
1: Which will be yours. (laughs) And it will be original and it will be a reflection of your true identity. And that's what we do. So, remember that PwC had a specific goal wanted to achieve yes and an afro futuristic and afrocentric solution was in line with the goal you are trying to achieve yes so we try to understand what is the customer trying to achieve and from a visual standpoint does it require us to go this route or this route and the solution is always in line with the problem right. we're trying to
0: address great very so- solutions driven right yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, d- diversity uh, and inclusion—if I'll use both both terms—now you know pretty much a buzzword, but very important for for most organizations now. Um, especially as organizations get you know more diverse workforce, mm-hmm. there's the need to for architects and designers to be more inclusive, right? And take care of those um, those expectations. All right. So, how can architects in this age, given these requirements? you know, uh try be more successful at, at achieving this from your experience.
1: You see the interesting thing is people treat diversity in the workspace like an added benefit, right? And <laughs> what I've always thought about or, or they treat it as something that they have to accommodate. A sense of accommodation yeah. let's accommodate let's, let's different just, people
0: yeah
1: and we need to start to change our thinking it should become a superpower okay. right the more diverse your team See? is the more wider range the spectrum of thinking within your organization is right yes the uniqueness of the talents that allows you to approach a problem from different angles and allows you to come up with a better solution than a team that's very siloed, right? Yeah. So we believe that diversity is a superpower. And as a result, it's about being inclusive to people who are di- who are from different whether it's your okay. culture, is your gender, is your is where you're from, yeah, i was also looking what, at maybe what language you speak. Physical
0: whether uh, you are uh, abilities, uh, abilities accessibility, 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 you know issues, yeah
1: but and there's a huge role that designers play in that right yeah. you can design an office we, so we, we, we've done projects for companies that were pan-african and we ensured we were inclusive in the pan-african nature because you know nigeria always feels like nigeria is africa but that's not the case <laughs> so you do things and you're including other African the others, regions, yeah. and when people and employees across Africa come to these offices, they feel more included. You're welcome, you yeah. know, so we have a huge role that we are playing in how people feel welcomed, feel at home, and when they feel at home, is when they can give their best selves to the organization.
0: Great. You see, um, there, there, there is um, this. We we'll call the JAKWA uh, syndrome. In, in, What's in, that? In... <laughs> I haven't heard about it. Can you please elaborate? <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right. So um, we're, we're dealing with um, organizations that are bleeding talent. Let me let me put it that yeah. way. So talent retention mm. is critical for businesses at this point. You know, we used to say um, maybe our competitor for talent, we had the fellow, other big four or big consulting organization. Right now, your competitor is maybe Canada or Australia or Germany <laughs> or something. That's a, that's a very tough competitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but there is a thinking that um, the place, uh, the spaces where people work could, mm. and the experience they have working in those spaces um, could help them in, in uh uh, thinking less of leaving mm. those organizations, so essentially that the space where you work uh, can help with uh, talent retention for organizations okay um what do you think about that mm. and has that come into play in your design especially post-covid
1: okay let me keep it real with you <laughs> so you see this jackpot thing for all i know you yeah, are tomorrow <laughs> well I know the guys in this room about to Jaqua. yeah you guys are processing your visas right um, I think that it's a problem that is very deep within the country right there's a strong responsibility on the government right now and that's just being real Right? Like, there's socio-economical problems that make people look for better I mean, pastures. Yeah. Whether it's healthcare, whether it's security, those things are not always things organizations can solve. Can solve. So, let's just be very Put clear a, on yeah. that and not yeah. give the audience a rosy situation. <laughs> let's just keep it real. Sure. Now, but there are roles that companies can play to reduce. Not eliminate, but yeah, reduce. To reduce, yes. Another issue that companies face is companies are always talking about how do I keep my people? How do I keep my people so they can work for me more and make me more money? They're keeping it real, that's what companies want, right? Exactly. I think companies need to be asking themselves what things should we do so people want to stay? It's a different mindset. How do I keep my person versus what things should, do we do so the person so wants want to, stay. to actually stay? Mm. And in people wanting to stay... I think that it really comes down to a sense of belonging. It comes down to what the workspace really is. Exactly. Okay. And it's not, it's not just design. It's mm-hmm. when you go to work, do you feel like you're growing? Do you feel like you are a community within a community? Imagine a workspace that also functioned in some parts of the workspace as an art gallery where the mm-hmm. public comes in. Or an open lecture hall where the community comes in to learn and you can interact and you can be part of the community right or a place that is invested in your growth not just your professional growth but your personal growth or a place that is really thinking about your health and wellness where they have meditation rooms you have uh nursery rooms for for parents who just have new kids right you have it's not about lifestyle Now, so these lifestyle things can make you feel more connected to an organization and make you feel that you're part of a community and make you be more optimistic about what the future holds and you might want to stay, Mm. right? But there's a looming problem that's a lot bigger than that that is more so regarding the socioeconomic challenges of the country. Or people that might have been on the fence might now choose to stay because of the experience Because of the
0: experience or delay their living. Or delay their living, (laughs) right? Why do I feel like... um, Uh, Remy just gave some serial HR tips (laughs) for retaining people. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Very, very good, great insights there. Um, We're we're hoping there was just a transition some days ago, uh, perhaps that social, economic and political environment could be better. And so that um, organizations that also invest in in engaging and you know, innovative workspaces can then retain their talents even more or at least delay the speed with which they, they exit.
1: And, and also, you know one thing I always tell people is if you have an organization and people are Japan and your company is dying, then you also have a problem with your systems within your organization. You don't have a lot of continuity built into your organization. right? So, I mean, that's neither here nor there, but there's... There's that to also consider.
0: What, what what has been your experience as Peace Finish? Have you uh, had your, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your best hands? <laughs> <laughs> My people have Right? <laughs> yes, they have. But
1: one thing we always say is we have an alumni community. Great. We have a very active alumni co- co- community that is still with us. right? With us in different ways. Yeah. With us from a mentor. The mentor people who are currently within the organization, they act as sales okay. advocate for us advocate, and we get yeah. jobs uh. based on the strength of how positive the experiences have been they, working, yeah. most importantly they help with continuity right people okay. let us know which is kind of taboo most people don't want to let companies know people <laughs> let us know ahead of time that they're leaving when they're leaving okay they help us find the A replacements replacement, uh. they help us screen and screen to ensure that they are the right person Right, they help us on board and they stay communicated and committed even when they're not around. Okay. Right, because people are thinking they don't want to break what they've built. And if you're building something and people are really empowered, and you want continuity. to break what you've built. So you want that continuity.
0: Sustainability of it.
1: And as soon as we realized that, Bar was less of a problem, it was more mm-hmm. so our systems because you can't. Prevents that prevent fully. That, yeah. Also, our systems on how there's continuity and the impact is less.
0: Okay. Let me let me go into uh, speaking about technology, you know, and their relationship with designs. Let me start by asking is is, is there is there a room, you know, to, I mean, still speaking about Jack now, for perhaps some of your best talents to have left the physical environment, mm-hmm. but still work with you. And you know, with technology enabling that process, is mm. is that an experience a space finish has explored, or what maybe other designers and architects might want to You're asking for use.
1: for our secret formulas that make us <laughs> successful as a as a business?
0: We're looking at how technology can enable such um, so an arrangement.
1: You know, I always tell people that ideas are very very cheap, so I'm never scared to give ideas. Great. Execution is what is.
0: Very execution is what right? makes so, the difference. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the things that we do is we, we first we build databases of content that allows for easy easy deployments. So that's one. We build systems we build systems that make our work very very dummy proof that anyone should be able to pick up our systems and implement
0: implement yeah.
1: And we ensure that no one <coughs> is holding all the knowledge within the organization. Okay. It's not for you to retain and hold in in your mind it's documented it's on paper it's on systems it's deployed with technology in a way that is easy that allows for productivity and then we have a robust freelance community now because we have a robust freelance community you can be anywhere we have old we have old team members who've left who are like dude i want to freelance and they freelance Mm. um and because the systems exist it's easy for them to plug into it because we've already pre-built these systems so, Great. we have, in fact, we have something as space managers that we call the JAPA initiative. Oh, wow. And the JAPA <laughs> initiative, I'm sure my head of people will be laughing right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, we're shooting The JAPA initiative is something that made us say we cannot prevent JAPA from happening, but we can reduce how it impacts
0: us as a, impacts a business. You as a business. Great stuff. Uh, Remy has shared, is sharing serious nuggets uh, in this podcast. Really, okay. The Internet of Things. Um, we know that uh, I, IoT smart technologies are becoming increasingly prevalent in uh, modern architecture. We think or believe you know, that the future workspaces could have that uh, seamless integration of these technologies improving overall efficiency and sustainability of uh, of buildings and, and spaces in what way do you think um, the internet of things and smart buildings will be integrated into designs and architecture of the future yeah. or workspaces to create you know more efficient sustainable and adaptable um, environments and how practical is it in our environment here
1: so the Internet, Internet of Things is old. Okay. Not, it's not it's, new. It's,
0: it's so not new. Right? not new. It's
1: old. is yesterday. Okay. Right. Where we are going to is intelligent buildings. Okay. Intelligent buildings that are sentient, that can grow and adapt with the people within the building. Right. The buildings can adjust themselves. The buildings can self-repair themselves, mm. right? The buildings are evolving with the, the buildings the are needs, a living. They're living thing and they are evolving yeah. with the needs of its occupants. That's where we are going to, right? right? So IoT is more so, so I like think of IoT as it's a function, but with the data that IoT gathers, is where you can now begin to bring in ML and AI. Mm -hmm. to begin to actually predict human behavior and because you can predict human behavior there is endless possibilities we have been having access to that data and what you can actually do and then if you give a design company like space finish all that data Mm -hmm. there's a lot that we can do and there's an example okay that includes one of your competitors, but I won't mention their name. <laughs> okay. Let, let's just say that they are the big four.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: to so the call space finish and they were complaining that dude, we need more meeting rooms. We never have meeting rooms. We need a bigger space, X, Y, and Z. And we asked for the data log from their their meeting rooms because they have this access panel.
0: Panel, okay. Where you can log oh, in a log meeting. In. Okay.
1: And what we realized was quite interesting. We realized that Monday to Thursday, no one is in the office. They go to the customer's office as consultants do. Yeah.
0: Right? Up from the sites, yeah. And they all
1: come back on Friday yeah. and they fight for meeting rooms. So it's not that they don't have enough meeting rooms. It's just that the way the spaces have been allocated is not in line sure. with how people with are operating. Behavior with uh... their behavior, exactly. So what we did was meeting rooms. Do we know more meeting rooms? We're just office spaces. That could be office spaces. So when they came back, those office spaces could be meeting rooms. Allowing them more capacity and minimizing the expense of acquiring more real estate. Now, imagine you layered artificial intelligence Mm. on that and it was telling you this information without you having to call a space space finish. finish. And... Not only was it doing that, it was also repurposing the room for you before you even asked for it. So that's where so, we are going to.
0: That's where we're going to. Yeah. Intelligent spaces now. Yeah. All right, and I mean that's that's just from from the example you've given. It's a, it's a whole lot of analyzing data, you know, um, reviewing space utilization and all of that. I, I guess that's what would you be saying to? A designer or an architect listening to, the post, to this podcast who is um, not yet thinking in this direction.
1: So the challenge with architects is the reason I left architecture for, in the first place. <laughs> See, architects feel what's the nicest way I can say it? Architects feel like they've been they've been prescribed a role to yeah. play, and they are not allowed to step to step out of, out.
0: So there are those rules. Out. You just have to do it this way.
1: And it's more so how the system is built for the benefit of the people who built the system, right? To the detriment of the architects. Now, what I say all the time is, I'll speak for myself. Because we are trying to drive business impact, we need to play a different role beyond the role Just that an architect Traditional
0: architect, architect. We need to be
1: part of the conversation when the business people are deciding that they need a project yeah. when they are deciding what to acquire the land right. we need to be from, part of that from day one yeah or, day zero, if you or like. day zero yeah when a client has a business problem and they think that an architect is going to solve the problem and they have gone to a pwc and the pwc has said this is what you need, need to do yeah right we feel we are too late in the game because then, by just giving instructions to just execute,
0: yeah, yeah, just okay,
1: right? We need to be in a place where we are saying, "What is your business problem? Is it a retention problem? Is it a sales problem? Is it a cultural problem? Is it a communication collaboration? Whatever it is, is it an innovation. Like you guys, this was an innovation p- space, yeah. problem, and we need to put on our business hats and step outside of our design roles and understand that design thinking is transcends just physical designs but designing of systems you know and then we need to attack the problem from that direction and when we do so we are truly providing value and when we do so the client is forced to reconcile how they perceive the role of an architect I would like to think that my clients don't see us as an architectural so, practice.
0: So what, what do you, let me just, quick question. What do you identify? Architect, designer, how do you describe yourself? We just see ourselves
1: as as solutions provider for businesses. Right. Right. Like the, 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 the solutions yeah. that we provide that involve, doesn't yeah. involve us creating a space. This we events. created systems that allow businesses to create multiple spaces across many locations. we created systems that allow companies to figure out how to move back into the office post-pandemic, post-pandemic yeah. right? Because it's about human beings and understanding the different stages that which they go through and how they think to create systems that solve their problems.
0: Okay. I mean, one, one buzzword, I think um a few months, it looks like uh, chat GPT just exploded and everybody here, oh, chat GPT, AI and all of that. Um, I, I'm looking at um, some AI uh, systems that... Can do designs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and we were just having a chat on how they could also learn people's voice and all of that. Mm-hmm. My takeaway, this set that we are on right now, mm-hmm. how is that a threat to your profession? Mm.
1: So you know, do you know what the abacus is? The abacus, yes. It's like the first, the very first yeah, counter, right? Counter, yeah. I'm very sure back in the day there was a guy who was the guy for counting right. was, who was the expert was the expert of counting and the abacus came and and displaced and or made him look could have displaced persons person mental states could have displaced him or yeah. could have empowered and him empowered him okay right and then we go on and we look at calculators right yeah Remember when I was in primary school, I had to learn the times table,
0: Yeah, at the back of the notebook. Yeah, very, very pointless um, thing
1: to do. I mean, I don't know, maybe if I'm stuck on, on an island and I need that skill set, <laughs> but right now today, we have calculators in our watches, and our phones, you know. So it didn't, it didn't displace the person calculating. It empowered people and gave people more tools. You look at Excel. And Excel, I'm sure you use Excel spreadsheets, sure. right? Yes. It empowered people technology always empowers people it just depends on what side of the lane you choose to stand on if you choose to stand on the side of the lane where you feel that your contribution was just this activity that technology is replacing then you are obsolete but if you are looking at this as a tool that allows you to solve a problem then you are heavily empowered if i had a Software and I could press a button and it can give me different iterations of a floor plan. Guess what? I can solve the problem a lot better. I can spend more time thinking about, thinking other, about aspects other aspects of the aspects. problems uh-huh. that I would have to just have crunched in, given my limited timeline. I can think about more things that are more personal, things that are more uh, that are more branding mm-hmm. related.
0: Branding, There's strategic. many things
1: that yeah. you can do with that time with that time so i for one i'm super excited or
0: well, your staff might not be because if you have a button that you can press and gives you the design you might be taking away someone's job and then that is the
1: staff's decision on what side of the lane they want to stand on right if remember as i studied architecture and i never prescribed I never, I was never fully aligned with the road or the box that they it, said I should place you in. Yeah. Right? I was always thinking about the problems that the world needed to be solved. Right? So it's it's an individual thing, you know. It's if, how you see it, it's, it's how you see it, and, and the value that you think yeah. you're bringing to the to the to the table.
0: Right? That's how you convert that threat into maybe an opportunity for you? Exactly. To evolve. Okay. So
1: look, technology is doing what what
0: tech wants to do.
1: Like, look, we live in a capitalist environment and money is going where money wants to go. Wants to go. Money is going towards productivity. No emotions. <laughs> it's true. Money is going towards productivity and human beings want to be more productive so they can solve their problems and they can have better lives. And you have to ask yourself, if you are standing in the way of technology, you are going to lose. If you are embracing and adapting and and evolving and and figuring out the problems that this tech allows you to solve, then you're going to do amazing things. And that's why I'm excited about the AI revolution.
0: Great. I think the point is embrace, adapt, and evolve, right? Yes. Great. Um, Now, but with everything technology, you know, comes the issues around cybersecurity. Security. Security. Um, People need to feel safe. Systems need to be safe. Um, data needs to be safe, and all of that. So, is this something that these architects and designers should uh, be taken into consideration, um, especially as we evolve into this intelligent, you know, era of intelligent buildings? And how can they do this um, effectively?
1: I think I think absolutely. You see, the funny thing with innovation is. Innovation helps you solve your problems, but it helps you create new problems.
0: Exactly.
1: And that's just how we, you, you, you never solve, you just exchange <laughs> to slightly better problems. And, and that's what you're talking about because if yeah. everything gets digitized and buildings are now super intelligent and IoT is what it is, and I'm capturing yeah. data, all that stuff, yeah. then security is not a problem because you can be hacked, right? we so have had a lock Fair on good. the door couldn't have my lock on the door, but now if I have a digital pad, you can be You hacked. Can do that, yeah. So to answer your question, I think designers absolutely have a responsibility in this area. I think that there are so many interesting and exciting things that are coming in the future. One is integrating biometrics into buildings in a way that we haven't thought of before. Right. So yes, we know those fingerprint scanners, but they could be Irish scanners, they could be hard heartbeats that that measure your unique heartbeats. There could be different things that could be part of the architecture. They might not even be as visible to you. You might just walk into a room and it's it's synced with your setting of the way you like the lights, the way you like the AC, the temperature, your coffee, all that stuff can be done, right? There's also architects designing what I call black zone rooms. Rooms that don't allow for Wi-Fi access, right? For things that are highly confidential, very Okay. to reduce the chance of you being hacked, right? There is a lot of... In, if you're gathering all this data, you are now you now have to now think about things like blockchain, right? Okay. So, okay. a decentralized way to secure, so the, to data. secure the data. Yes. And, and, you know, that's where you begin to piece in the different technologies and how it can help. Or you are looking at some quantum systems because if quantum computers are going to be... What they say they're going what to they be said, yeah. Many quantum systems to help you prevent being hacked by so the list is endless in the where cybersecurity is going to and the roles that architects are playing. I think that there are professionals in those industries that architects need to begin to align with. with okay. And if they work together, they can create this space that does what it's supposed to do, help the occupants to achieve their goals, thrive, be safe.
0: And how much how much of how much of these uh, New concepts, if you like, uh, should maybe architects uh, want to go into knowing themselves?
1: So, I think that you can't know everything. Okay. You 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 should know what you need to know. And things that you don't yeah, what, know, yeah. you, should call the you should... Call the experts. Or collaborate. You should yeah. collaborate. You should partner. Right. right? So, for example, we don't manufacture IoT devices. Exactly. But we but you know, have partners that we will work with that understand what the brief is right so you should have security firms that you should work with understand what the brief is and you guys should collaborate together the issue is when you have a blind spot and you don't even know that
0: and you don't even know that you can engage is, yeah. a
1: security partner to help you think through these things right and i think that's how you you learn you learn as that. well
0: and i think collaboration is really key if you you, you can't also be a jack of all trades you really need a professional yes you, you can't so um what's What's Space Finish up to? What's new? What's new? Space Finish, yes. I'm, I'm wearing a very cool t shirt today. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Space Finish is up to a lot of things. One of the key things that we are doing is we are we are releasing new products to the market. Okay. One of which is Campus, which is the shirt that I'm wearing. Right. And our Campus is our solution to make private offices easier to ac- to access for That's people that, yeah. because if you have a team of 50, 60, 700 people you need your private office. Yep. you can you've outgrown a co-working, a co-working space. Place, yeah. And if you need a private office, currently there's only one way to go about it. You are going to go deal with a very expensive grade A office. Right. Quite where some you are, real estate. Yeah, paying <laughs> through your nose. You're paying more than yeah. you're paying in New York City. You're gonna to have to deal with a very unprofessional landlord, right? That doesn't care about you, you just want their money and this one just go do their own thing. Yep. You're gonna have to go hire <laughs> a company like Space <laughs> Pay Finish
0: that so is not very, exactly very cheap. Convert that right?
1: side to what you want. <laughs> you're gonna to have to wait because these things take time. You're gonna to have to pay up a lot but, of money up front to build up the space, you're going to have to own assets. You know, a furniture or out Mm -hmm. asset management company, you are a management consulting firm, you're going to have to do that. And then, you're going to have to manage the damn space. The damn space itself. Worrying about Tinnabu's next policy on... how it affects you. (laughs) On diesel and and manage and clean. You're going to have to do all uh, all that stuff.
0: All of that, yes.
1: Imagine there's a place you could go to online and have the most seamless experience. To find your private office space, discover it, set it up, manage it, and just pay a subscription fee.
0: Just just pay, move in, and keep subscribing. Every other thing is taken care of.
1: That's what Campus is. Campus is a platform that allows mid-to-large businesses access, discover, manage private offices. And it's the next evolution for us because we have hundreds of customers that we say no to all the time. Mm. because mm. we are a for-profit business and they we have limited amount of time. So we we'll always pick the PWCs of the world <laughs> over the other well-meaning mean, small yeah. organizations and Good. mid-sized businesses. Now we have a product that they can access to them it as well. and save them a whole bunch of money and time.
0: Great, great. So that's
1: one of the things that we're up to. Other things that we're up to is we are also looking to get into the real estate space. Right, So campus is a way of doing that from commercial real estate. Yeah. We are looking to do things in residential real estate fronts, And we are also expanding our scope of work from doing interior designs and builds and, and fit outs to building new builds and structures. Yeah. One of our projects that we're working on, I won't mention the client's name. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: But we're building what we believe is the first tech campus. Tech campus. In tech campus. Okay. Full on sprawling campus with its football pitch and its bar right, so it's and its gyms. wellness rooms and its gyms and the accommodations and entire ecosystem, entire life that's very lifestyle based. Yes. Right. And we saw the oil and gas guys do this back in the day, the yeah, Total it's, and it's Chevron, a, but we haven't in this recent time seen up and coming tech companies do it. So we are building those sort of things from scratch. Right, going to full on construction because we feel that is how we can provide end to end value across the value chain. And uh, we'll be deploying those sort of products out and hoping that we we'll find more customers that are looking for those kind of solutions. Great. Right. So, yeah, so that's what we've been up to.
0: Interesting. You heard it first on Experience Spot. Right. Um, we'll conclude with these um, sets of questions. Um, just three questions uh, we. We would like to ask most of our guests uh, here on the Experience Spot. So um, people make uh, predictions and mm-hmm. someone like you as a CEO, you make predictions um, on how your your business is evolving, your industry is, uh, you know, the trends within your industry and where it will be in a few years. So the question is, what was the last prediction you got wrong? Mm.
1: So... There was a time where I felt that VR,
0: VR okay.
1: was that the time for VR had finally arrived.
0: Okay.
1: And we're gonna see VR move from a niche product to a mass market.
0: And that is virtual reality. Yeah, virtual reality. reality. Yeah,
1: virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, and augmented reality. Okay. It's gonna become a mass market product, right? In which a lot of the things that we've seen happen would become a reality. A thing where in, when your when your mom or your dad is using VR, you know, like yeah, it's going yeah, viral, right?
0: <laughs> like WhatsApp is right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. But I think that's wrong.
1: I don't think the the product. I think product is still many years ahead. Many years. Right.
0: Okay. All right. So that's one prediction. Yeah. That wasn't. That didn't come out quite right yet. Yes. Yes. Okay. What is one view you seem to find very few people agree with, but you you agree with it, but perhaps your colleagues, people interact with, your no. family? So I'll, I'll
1: speak from from my profession. Okay. In my within my profession, amongst other architects, I feel that. Well, I have my own personal view is you build an organization.
0: Okay.
1: To fire yourself from your roles and responsibilities. Okay. Delegation, if you may. Great. I feel like you build those systems, you build that clock that operates without you. Right. Mm -hmm. That to me is the ultimate goal. The ultimate
0: goal. Okay. Right.
1: Because it frees up your time to go do so many other things and add values in different ways and you begin to work on building your business, not just work.
0: Within, not just work. Inside it your become business. more strategic.
1: And a lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of people, and there's, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just my preference. A lot of people feel like, no, you got into this to design. You want to you need to design and
0: hands-on and hands-on and,
1: and, you know, and but I feel like you can't really drive the largest impact that way because your time will be so spent on Doing individual tasks versus doing things on a much larger scale. So, I, I know I've said that.
0: Maybe and, maybe, maybe yeah. people, some people might feel nobody can uh, bring your idea to life more than you can. You know, so you have it's, to be fully involved. It's a fallacy of growth. Okay.
1: You have to let go, and the guys that you let go to would not be as good as you. They'll do it their own way.
0: They'll do their own way.
1: But if you are a master builder. You would eventually get to a place where you have people who are way 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 better than you doing what you were doing right? right, and if you have the sense of duty that I feel like I have you need to get your solutions to more people. There's no reason for us to do campus. we can just rest on our laurels and keep on doing You're what doing we're greatest. doing great, yeah, but okay. we feel like why are we turning down a lot of companies that want our service? We need a solution that is faster and more affordable, right. The- And we can't build that if Remy Dada is with the pencil (laughs) designing your chair for you all the time. All the time. We have to empower the amazing, talented architects and designers that are up and coming. Teach them, give them this platform and the tools so they can
0: do it. Allow them fly. Exactly. Okay. So we've got these things we do on the Experience Spot. Every guest leaves a question for the next guest. So we have a mystery question from the last guest. And uh, you will also be leaving a question for the next guest. Mm. So the mystery question here is, uh, looking at things post-COVID, if... Oh, I think it's a very cheap question for Remy. <laughs> if, if broadband penetration improves significantly, uh, would you opt to work from home or will you... And generally, would you advocate a work from home uh, situation if broadband penetration was no, not to be a problem.
1: So it's not a one-dimensional problem. So it really depends on factors. It depends on what type of business are you running, are you running? right? What stage of your business life cycle are you cycle. in? Yeah. Are you a large organization that really has everything figured out and is just plug and play? And the role of the person is just to press this button and then, something. by all then means, press, please, from anywhere. <laughs> press it from the Bahamas and enjoy your life. Are you building something that's very complicated that requires extreme coordination and minimal margins of error? You better go see your people and be in the same space, right. right? Sure. So, but it's but the thing about internet penetration and being able to work remotely and all the amazing tools that companies are providing that enables you is you now have the flexibility of choice. You have the flexibility of choice, you can work remotely Remote. but at the foundational level no matter how fast you want to get with technology there's one piece of the puzzle that never changes human beings it's human touch we are social creatures you can go to <laughs> church virtually can't you <laughs> sure boy some people, people choose did. to go to church <laughs> some this this broadcast church services is more convenient mm-hmm. but people still want to, to go to church physically because there's something there and because we are social creatures so i think at the end of the day as people figure out different ways to work it gives you flexibility maybe you're not seen every day maybe you're more hybrid maybe depending on the kind of work you're doing you need to be in and out and maybe the idea of what work and offices might need to evolve right if i told you that hey dude next week we're working from the beach sounds like a more appealing thing mm. I'm working from from a space um, a spaceship themed work area yeah. right mm. uh, places that actually pull you in and make you want to experience amazing things with your people. Focus work now happens in the new office in the new office okay. in the offices comes your home collaborative work depending on your organization and your needs
0: happens in the, happen in the
1: office in the office. Right, so it's, so I don't know if I, I answered the question. No, no, great stuff.
0: Yes, great insights as well. Okay, so now, final question will be: what What perspective would you like to get from our next interview? We don't know who the person is yet, but just any question you think um, you want the next hmm. interview to speak to.
1: Looking for a difficult one. Okay the next person I, I i i read something very early in my career that stuck with me so and the answer is never very easy but it tells you a lot about someone for the next person does that person want to be rich or king you want to be rich or king or king rich meaning you have all the money, all the money yeah you might, have, you might not have all the control all the control uh-huh. king, the king of yeah, the, king the <laughs> absolute power but it might, as- might not be as rich
0: brilliant thank you so much Remi Dada for your time and for all the insights shared here with us on the experience pod
1: thanks for having me, I appreciate it Great.
0: thank you